gun Ramos looking like he's got one more good run Sips a little shaky But his heart is still true Oh how that dog loves hunting with me and you Sporting dog adventures run Hey, this is Jeff Fuller of Soggy Acres Retrievers and Sporting Dog Adventures TV. We have had a great run showing our love for dogs with our show, our podcast, our social media, and all that is based on Soggy Acres Retrievers. We proudly bring this podcast to you by Soggy Acres Retrievers and ask you if you are looking for training, boarding, or a yellow, black, or chocolate Labrador Retriever puppies, please check out SoggyAcres.com. Remember, everyone deserves a Soggy Dog. Welcome to the Sporting Dog Adventures podcast. I'm your host, Jeff Fuller of Soggy Acres Retrievers, and we have an exciting show. We are going to look back on my waterfall season and the waterfall season in general in the state of Wisconsin. We are going to talk about what we can do with our dogs now that waterfall season is coming to a close. And lastly, we're going to have ideas for next year that we learned during the season this year. So I hope you stick around for what is a fun show. And also, if you have topics you'd like covered in our show, email me, sportingdogtv at gmail.com. More than happy to include questions that you have because this podcast is for dog lovers to help other people in the world of dogs, and to hopefully recruit more people to grow the sport that I love. So let's get right into it and talk about waterfall season. If you go back to our post before season and in early season, I said it was going to be an interesting year. We had a drought in Wisconsin, which was bookended on three to four years of high water, three to four years of floods. And this year we had very low water. So it was an interesting one. From the outset, I assumed it would be a good year because on our properties and in our area, we found a lot of arrowhead. We found a lot of wild rice. We found a lot of uh, uh, smartweed. We found a lot of food. So it was like, you know, if you have water, even if it's not a lot of water, There is just a ton of food. So this is going to be a good year for us because the places that we hunted were water and did still had water. Not near as much as what we've had in the past, but there was water there. So I just assumed that we were in a solid position. We were going to have really good hunts. Thought they might be short-lived because it could be pockets of birds that are only by us or on other water. And if they were hunted too much, they would leave. And ultimately... We ended up with, I think the best way you could describe it would be a bust of a season. This year was the worst waterfall season I've had since I owned that property. I bought our property, one property in 2016 and another one last year. And what I had thought would be a great year turned into be, it was an interesting year at best. Our blinds that we have that are set in areas that have normally produced were completely unusable because there's no water there. We had one blind that on the second day of the season, we shot eight birds, which for Wisconsin, eight birds is is a solid hunt. I'd never complain about that. 
But at the time, there was about two inches of water in front of it and then a river channel out about 30 yards from the blind. By the next weekend, it was already dry in front of that blind. And we've tried using motion. We tried using field decoys. We tried doing a lot of things. <coughs> and ultimately, there just weren't the birds. There are still a few birds around. Uh, I may go up and, and try a little bit more. But as we get here in Wisconsin, as we get cold weather... The water is basically one cold night from freezing over. The problem that we have is once stuff freezes over even a little bit, the birds are going to head to bigger water like lakes or also start to uh, head south. So it's one of those where if we get a few cold days in a row, we lose a lot of birds. And it is something that, well, it, it just gets to the point where if it's going out and putting a lot of work into hunt and you're only going to get one or two birds at this stage of the season, after I've hunted a lot this year, it just gets to the point where I'm probably better off working on a honeydew list. We've got litters on the ground. We've got training dogs coming in. I got to rebuild parts of the kennel for the training dogs because when you own a kennel, basically the dogs just knock the tar out of it and you got to rebuild everything. So I'm pretty much at the point where I'm done, but it was something where we did learn things for the future. We learned a few extra good spots. We're going to talk about that in the hunting segment of the show. But overall, it was it was interesting. From Green Bay to southern Wisconsin, I know quite a few hunters. And that takes you from the northern part of the state all the way down to the southern part of the state where my house is. Everyone seemed to struggle. Now, many people did not have water on their spots they normally hunt. And it just, it seems like the birds either flew right over or the birds actually flew toward the Mississippi River because it's, from what I heard, people on the mighty Mississippi did quite well this year. When you went from the central part of the state south where you were too far to get birds off of the big water of the Mississippi River, there just weren't the birds. There was a couple of days where there were numbers, but that was it. Just one or two days where there were a lot of birds. And then after that, it just, there were birds there, but just not to the level that you would think. I personally learned a lot because I looked at the amount of food we had and just, I just assumed with the amount of food, we were going to have birds. There was so much rice in areas that we hunt that I just, I, I couldn't fathom not having more birds there. And ultimately, that food really didn't mean anything. It started off in our teal season, which is in Wisconsin, September 1st. On a year prior where we had shot over 50 teal, just in that short season, this year I think we shot about 12. We never had a hunt where we had a big group come in except for one. We had one group of like 30 come in, which... We'll just say I probably called the shot too soon and we only got one bird out of it. But we never had the numbers where there was just a lot of birds around. Now, the survey numbers for our state had said there were a lot of birds. It had said the teal numbers were stable from the year before. I just didn't see it. It also said that the wood duck numbers in Wisconsin were up 150%. I will say I saw less wood ducks where we hunted. And it said the mallard numbers were stable. We probably saw about the same amount of mallards this year as we did last year. But the teal and the wood duck numbers where we hunted, which normally has a lot of teal and wood duck, just weren't there. 
I don't think it's necessarily that the birds weren't there in the summer when they did counts, but once we got to that later summer, the water just dropped more and more and more, and there just wasn't the water to give the birds options, which I still, it still kind of shocks me because there's still feed around. There's still, again, a lot of the seeds and different things puddle ducks eat, but we just, we just did not have birds. So we ended up having a great year deer hunting. We shot two really nice bucks. Um, we, we have great deer property as well when it's dry. So it pretty much turned to where it was time to switch to a different quarry. But again, it's, it's funny because in the journal that I keep on year to year basis, it will basically say that when things were really dry, we did poor on waterfall, great on deer, and just didn't have uh, just didn't have the numbers on the birds. It'll be interesting to see how this goes. Law of averages, I'm sure we'll have normal water next year, so that will put water in front of our blinds, and assuming that'll also put feed out uh, in our areas where we normally have uh, birds, so that we're going to have them out there. We will see. It'll be interesting next year as we start to chronicle what that year is like. But overall, low water meant poor poor duck hunting for us this year. Great deer hunting, poor duck hunting. And it is, again, owning properties, it's, it's such a mystery because the minute you think you have something figured out, the minute that you think that you know how something is going to work, Mother Nature proves you wrong. And that is, it's humbling in a sense that you look at things and you always think that it's going to be a certain way. doesn't turn out that way. I know that from when I filmed. I always said I would rather film upland hunts because if you go into an area where there's a lot of birds, my dogs are great. They're going to put birds up. We're going to get footage. Waterfall hunts especially were so dependent on scouting migration and some luck that you just had to put in far more resources to get good waterfall shows as you had to put in resources for a good upland show. Deer are probably in between the two for me. You've got the ability to have deer and have cameras out now and know what's there. So it makes that a little more simplified. But again, waterfall is just the hardest thing for a prediction because this was a year that I may have not said it on the show because you never want to uh, tip your hand, but I thought we were just going to have a killer year on waterfall. I looked at it. I'm like, you know what? There is a third of the water in the state because the last years we were flooded and we had a lot of sheet water. So we had farm fields flooded. We had lots of options for the ducks. I looked at it and I was like, we are going to have a killer year because we are the only game in town as far as water and the birds are going to have to come to us. Then you knocked on top of that, you looked at the food, and it was like, this is going to be just a cosmic year. We're going to have great deer hunting, phenomenal waterfowl hunting, and Mother Nature proved me wrong on one of those counts. So that is it for the main part of today's show. We are going to talk about things that you can do now that we are through uh, hunting season. So things that we are going to do to get our dogs out all that and more coming up after this. Our great fans of the Sporting Dog Adventures podcast, we are growing at an astronomical rate, and I want to thank you all. 
I do ask one thing from you. Please give us a five-star rating on iTunes. Please give us a thumbs up, follow us, subscribe to us on whatever other platforms you're on. And the most important thing I can ask, share our podcast with your friends so that we can grow our love for the dogs and dogs in the field and make it so that people are more involved in our sport. Again, thank you so much for being listeners. Take care. Jeff Fuller from Sporting Dog Adventures and Soggy Acres Retrievers. In our house, my wife hates having the plastic kennels and wire crates. We need them for the dogs because we have times when they need to be put somewhere. But she cannot stand the look. So we talked to DCT Kennels and we now have a new partnership with them for a product that is a crate but also a piece of furniture. If you want something that is practical as well as great looking, check out DCT Kennels. Welcome back to the show. So, our waterfowl season is basically coming to a close. In Wisconsin, our duck season closes in early December. We do have a goose season open after that, but quite honestly, I'm pretty much worn out by the time we get to this point, and I really enjoy shooting ducks over geese. Not that I would pass a goose in the field, but we are getting to the point where it's going to come to a close. The other thing that I am looking at and I am having is we're having a bunch of litter soon, and... I really want to get out and walk. I am so sick of sitting on my butt, whether it is in a deer stand or in a duck blind, that it's time to go out and get some exercise. In Wisconsin, we have lots of private clubs where they do release pheasant hunts, release chucker hunts. My goal is to get out at least on three of these in the year so that I can run the dogs, get the dogs some exercise, have some fun with my kids, make fun of them when they miss and just get some exercise overall. Doing release pheasant hunts in Wisconsin, people will look down on it at times and say, well, yeah, you're, you're paying for your birds. In all reality, there's not a very good wild population, so most of the birds you're shooting are either released by the state of Wisconsin, which are far cheaper because you have to have a stamp, and then they release them, and you just pay for the stamp, or they're released at a club. So we don't look at it as being bad or good. It's just a good chance to get out, hone our skills on shooting, let the dogs have fun, and then maybe have a pizza and a couple of soda pops after so that we can reminisce on a hunt and just have those, I guess, bonding moments with the dogs and my kids where we can go out and just enjoy ourselves. It is a great thing to do. Again, I used to go so much more. I got away from it just because I've been so busy. But the plan is that I'm going to get out at least three times on, on these hunts this year. It should be very much a lot. It should be a lot of fun. I'm, I'm really looking forward to it. But if you haven't, take your dog out, go on a release bird hunt. If you haven't had your dog out on Upland, they'll have training fields you can probably use to get some your dog under some birds. You can get them experience, get them exercise. If you are doing release pheasant hunts, it's good for natural natural pheasant hunts. If you've got wild birds uh, during season, it's also great for waterfall. There are so many times we drop birds in waterfall that the birds aren't where the, the dog saw them fall. And the dogs have to use their natural hunting ability to go and find them. These release pheasant hunts just help that. It, it gives them drive, determination, and teaches them how to track. Great for all purposes. So... If you're looking for something to do this winter, highly suggest it. I hope everyone gets out. I know in the future episodes, I really want to also talk about shed hunting. 
We're going to probably wait a few more months until we get closer to shed season, but shed hunting is another thing that's really fun to get out and get some exercise on. So coming up next, I want to talk about what I learned and some different things we're going to do for next year in our hunting episode. Again, we had a little bit of a tumultuous year where we didn't do great on waterfall, but we learned a lot of lessons and found some new spots. So we're going to have all that more coming up after this. Jeff Fuller again from Soggy Acres Retrievers and Sporting Dog Adventures Podcast. When you look at hunting, you need to have yourself prepared. Our good friends at Mac Outdoors have reloading supplies as well as great clay target machines to get you prepared so you have more success in the field. Don't get that dirty look from your dog. Check out Mac Outdoors. Hey, this is Jeff Fuller from Sporting Dog Adventures Podcast. I want you to know that we buy all of our trucks at Boucher Automotive. We go to Janesville. They've got a great selection, great staff. If you're looking for a new truck or car, check out our friends at Boucher Automotive in Janesville. Welcome back to the show. With hunting, you can never stop learning. If you have the same spot that you sit in, whether it's for waterfall, deer, or the same spot you go for upland, you're probably failing yourself because you can always look at different spots, try different things, and find different areas that would work. What we found this year was we had areas where I would always see birds going in, but we never hunted it because they weren't our blinds. This year, because we were more limited, I actually went to those areas. I found good areas where we could hunt from shore or from our pontoon boat, uh, the Potamus, which is basically a floating uh, duck blind. We found great spots where we could go out, we could set up, and it really helped us and we had success. So that was something that I have to say was was just a ton of fun. Um even if you're not getting a lot of birds, it's fun just to find different spots. I can say within, with a straight face that I now have four new solid waterfall options that I always knew birds went into, but always you look at it and if you haven't set up there and you've got good hunting, you just look at it and go, eh, I don't want to waste my time on that. It'll probably take away from my hunt. Well, this year the hunting wasn't as good, so we, we were forced to, I guess, get out of our comfort zone, and it really worked. It, it was something where our best hunts were not in our duck blinds. Our best hunts were from shore, quite honestly, sitting in a lawn chair, in cattails, easy to set up, and it, it was actually a lot of fun. So we've got those spots marked. If you haven't used a mapping software in the past, you can buy these mapping softwares that give you property owners so you can ask for permission. It gives you the lay of the land. It also allows you to mark spots. I don't know how to mark duck blind or area of interest. I just mark everything as a stand. But we marked those stands for future because, again, I have time and time again seen birds going into these spots. Never understood why. And even now, I will say with a straight face, looking at the spots after we hunted them, I still don't know why one spot was better than another, but the darn birds are there every year. So we've got a plausible plan so that we're not hunting out of the same blinds. They're easy hunts to do uh, for setup now that I've been there and I've looked at it. And it's something that we really enjoyed and can't wait to do uh, in future seasons. So 
I went from having probably, I'd say, eight spots that are solid spots that I normally hunt to probably now 12. That is going to help so much in the future. I'm really a proponent of not hunting the same spot twice. And if you can give a spot a couple of weeks off, it just, the birds are more fresh. The birds work better. And now with the options that we have, we're going to have these different blinds that we can sit in, these different spots that we hunted from shore or from the boat that will work so much better in the future so that we can really enjoy our time during waterfall season. And I learned a lot during deer season too. It was interesting as heck when you've got a marsh and everything was dry. It actually made things harder because the deer weren't as predictable because they had the deer had more options. So what I thought would be a superlative year, which, which would be so easy to do, it took a little more work. We still had a great season, but the deer were not as predictable in a marsh because they had so many more options. So always interesting from one year to another. If you haven't, get yourself a journal. I just have a notebook. I write down the year. I write down how the hunts went. Write that stuff down. It's neat for history. In 50 years, if you have the same property in your family, they can look back on different conditions and find different things. It is something that is enjoyable to go back and review as time goes on rather than just having the memories, having it written down. So that's something that we did as well as having that journal so that we have it not only for, I guess, Intel, Intel, but having it for future amusement. That is it for today's show. If you guys enjoy our show, please give us a five-star rating on Apple. Please give us a thumbs up. Please give us, give us a, a uh, share. Follow the podcast. Do whatever you can because the only way that we grow is through more people sharing our love for dogs. And hopefully we can make a movement where people are more positive. People are sharing things. People are trying to recruit people into the sport we all love as opposed to having people that are putting others down making fun of them or saying stupid question when people ask in different chat rooms. Let's make this year in 2022 the year that we grow our sport. So I hope everyone enjoys uh, enjoys the holidays. Thanksgiving's coming up. Hope you guys have a great Christmas. We'll be back next week. But thank you again for listening. Have a great week, everyone. God bless. Sporting dog adventures run, boy, run. Everything you need is here and